Welcome, welcome, welcome. Here we are, episode three of Shouting Into the Void. How are you doing, Hutch? Very well. How are you? Well, I say I'm very well. I notice you haven't been asking me in the last week about my thumb. Because I don't give a shit. Yeah, I know. Just like I didn't give a shit about your thumb and your hospital story. No. Some of us don't make a big meal of it, but I cut my thumb. I don't know if you can see there. It's a paper cut, well, but it's a very, very do you, do thin you know, one. Do you, know, do you know the reason why I can't see that? Why? It's because there's barely no wound whatsoever. Yeah. There's a, you know a what? pathetic showing. I knew you'd do that. I, t- I even took a photo of it bleeding. And anyway, the point being, you know, you give me grief for not asking about your severed tendon and hanging off arm. Well, I noticed that you weren't that interested in my my thumb. But there we go. I'm fine now. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm very pleased that you've made it through what does look to be a frankly pitiful minor injury that doesn't even warrant discussion. But what I would say towards me not asking about it, Look what you're that. showing me there, there's two good things about what you're showing me there. Firstly, that you're showing me something on a podcast, which I'd like to point out. <laughs> Actually, there's three good things. That's the first. The second is that it's utterly pitiful. It looks like a grain of red rice on the end of your thumb, because that's the tiny, <laughs> tiny spot. But the third thing, Hutch, is that you've got some kind of like blurring effect in the background. So what effectively <laughs> happened when you, when you held it up was nothing. Because I your I... phone blurred out. I don't know how to turn the blurry thing off because I'm technologically incompetent. And the fourth fourth thing is I've noticed because I can obviously see myself and what I'm showing you. And from where I'm sitting, because it blurred it and it's me holding my thumb out at a right angle, it looked a tiny little bit like a phallus that I was showing you. But I wasn't. It's my thumb. (laughs) It was bleeding. It hurt a lot. Anyway, thanks for asking. There we go. Excellent. Excellent. So here we are. It's been so the one thing I wanted to start with, um, which I never really tell you, is that you've literally asked me two minutes before we started recording if there was any structure to this, and I said absolutely not. And I've sort of inadvertently lied, which I didn't mean to do, but something has suddenly occurred to me that we we should sort of definitely start with, which is my understanding of this medium, which given the fact that I um well that we keep showing each other photographs and talking about visual things, our understanding appears to be fairly, fairly thin. But my understanding of this medium is that the crucial thing with a podcast is the regularity of cadence. That's what it's all about. It's about a rhythm of of output so that you you build up a fan base and they know that on a certain day every week they're going to get they're going to get some output. So what we've done is we did an episode and then eight days later, which is an obvious number, we did another episode. And here we are, I think roughly two and a half weeks later, doing a third (laughs) one. Which I don't know if you've got any strong feelings about, but I am proud of. I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. Well, we're just keeping people on their toes, aren't we? Yeah, well, I think from, both from people that, <laughs> keeping Danny Boy, and because we have a new listener, we we have. I mean, I I can name names. We've got some, but the, the reason I can name names, I don't know about you, but I can name names of people that've listened because I've asked them to, and they've told me that they have. <laughs> Although I must name one in particular who's a good friend of mine who, um, for the sake of argument, um, we'll give him a name. We'll call him Jesse. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because it's his name. Um, he got in touch with me yesterday to say, ah, I've just listened. And and um, so when you're talking about Danny Boy, that's me, isn't it? <laughs> I said, <laughs> no, your name's Jesse. 
why why would you think you're a cool Danny boy? And he was like hideously embarrassed. He thought that I'd like, you know, that we were calling it, uh, you know, making a point of him. I felt really bad. Yeah, it's like, no, no, that's someone else. That's a man who is actually called Danny boy. And if we keep the numbers as limited as they are, I mean, not out of choice, but they are limited at the moment, then, um, you know, we can name check everybody. And it is, it's less of a podcast. It's <laughs> more it of a it won't take of... long. <laughs> it's more of a, yeah, we could just say hello to every single listener. The beginning of every episode, we could just rattle through it in 20 seconds. But the point being, it's less of a podcast now, and it's more just a sort of, a sort of diary, audio diary update for yeah. our friends. Yeah, or, or it's almost like a group phone call that we mute them on yeah. so they can only <laughs> listen, which is an awesome concept. Yeah. Um, although, so do you want some stats? Yeah. Because it did occur. I don't know if we should start with this or not. Do you want the full stats? Yeah. At this I want moment? the full. So yeah. we've had 62 plays in total. On Spotify, that is, I think. Do you want to know a bit about the audience? Yeah. Their stats available. 87% nearly are on Spotify. 6.6% are on Apple Podcasts. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's me making sure it worked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, then we've got nearly 5% listening through a web browser. Again, pretty sure that's me. Do you want gender stats? The gender stats are really interesting, yep. actually. We've got 73.6% male, which is a bit disappointing. Yeah. 24.5% female. Now you will mm-hmm. notice, I'm sure because you're an avid mathematician. Yeah. Those don't add up to a hundred. We have 1.9% of our listeners consider themselves non-binary, which is awesome news. And what well, the thing I like about that is 1.9%, I'm pretty sure, given the numbers, that that's one person. Yeah. Only one person. That's that's like, an awesome uh, load of stats. And what well, the other thing I wanted to say about all of this. I don't know how quickly I can bring this up. I'm going to try and do it fast. And I can tell you what we're live on, like what platforms. It's immaterial, right? Because basically, uh, wherever we ask people to listen, <laughs> it's where they'll listen. But yeah. we are currently on Amazon Music, Audible, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Stitcher, and one other, which I can't even remember what it's called. But the crucial thing to note there is that that's like seven, eight, no, it's eight platforms, I think, in total. I can't remember the names of the last couple. And yet we still only have, (laughs) if I can work it out, 10 people that have followed us. So that's almost (laughs) as many people (laughs) as as platforms that we're on. And my aim is to get the number of platforms to overtake I'm going to keep getting us onto more and more platforms. Anyway, so that's 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 that is our analytics as we have it as such. But except to say, and then I will shut up about this, and we'll probably have to edit this right down because it's all incredibly boring. But we've had an email, yeah. which I'm not going to read out, from an anonymous listener, who, for the sake of argument, we could call Sarah. Yeah, um, and she has emailed in. Now, she the substance of her email is nothing but complimentary, so I won't read it out because that, that's all a bit. You know, it's a bit thirsty, isn't it? To, yeah. to read out something. To <laughs> no, do, well, I don't know. You could, you could sort of pricey it. You could kind of give us a bit of a summary of it, if it's nice. I mean, it's 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 not a long email, <laughs> but it's it's just it's just complimentary. So um, I don't want to read it out because that's really embarrassing. But she's just said some not lovely things, which I'm sure sh- she has said because we know her uh, rather than for any other reason. 
uh, rather than she actually believes it. But um, an email, and it was worth calling out that we have had an email. But I noticed yeah. that Danny Boy, our inaugural listener, hasn't emailed. Yeah, he's got bored. Rude. Yeah, he he liked there. the first episode, but he's now got bored. He's taken um, to listening. He took to listening to the last episode on every different one of those different platforms to see if there was any variation. And he decided there well, wasn't. And that's that's how he had to keep himself sort of in, involved in the whole thing. <laughs> now he's just completely bored of it all. Well, I know I know for a fact when I look at some of those stats that you and I make up a chunk of them on each of the platforms. <laughs> yeah. um, so <laughs> so yeah. it's, uh, they're, they're a bit misleading. Yeah, and this is the confession that I was going to say. One of the one of the things I was going to speak to you about is, you know, we talk every week. Well, I say every week; it's only the third week, but we we talk. Uh, every and time. also, it's been three weeks since we last spoke. <laughs> okay, not the third week. Okay, it's the sixth week, but it's the third episode. But you know, we talk every time about should we change the name, and I think we should talk every single time from now till you know, infinium till about the, about changing the name. Well, anyway, I was thinking if we were to change the name, what about the name, how do you make a podcast? But then I was thinking, if you get any traction and people start reviewing it, it's very easy to review it with the next line saying, "Well, not like this," or something like that. But 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 <laughs> how to how to make a podcast? Because I was thinking, the beauty of this whole process for me is that I don't actually listen to podcasts, so I'm approaching this with a completely blank canvas, including I don't even really listen to our one that much. I listened to the first one. I thought it was very good. I enjoyed it. Did you? you might, I, hope, I hope you did listen to the second one because I, I had spent all this time edit, editing it, and I know for I, an absolute fucking fact that you didn't listen to the second one before I put it out live. Yeah, you, you had to prompt I, me. I couldn't yeah. be bothered. I couldn't. No, but no, no, no. I prompted you, and you didn't have time to listen to it, so I just put it live. Yeah, and it, and then yeah. and then and then I did listen to it. But but generally, I'm not a podcast listener. I'm just not a podcast listener. Um, I listen to, uh, I mean, I was going to say to you, you know, I listen to uh, 70s, 70s porn music. No, 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 no. In terms of podcasts, I may, we may well even have touched on this in the first episode, and you may have to edit this out. I can't remember because I was a bit pissed. But um, you know that uh, there's that Rory Stewart one with Alistair Campbell. Uh, the uh, politics one. The rest is politics. Yes. Yeah. The rest is politics. I like that. I listen. To that. Maybe it's we can brilliant. get on that. Do you think we can hit the heights? Fantastic. If they well, like a warm up. You know, because you know, you were saying we've only had however many listeners we've a had. Warm-up? And I was thinking, no, 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 because it's a bit like like a fluffer. A bit... No, 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 <laughs> no, no. You want one of us to fluff them? No. The analogy is this is like booking out Wembley Stadium and only playing to six people, right? So we're on all of these different platforms. So it's like yeah. being at Wembley, but there's no one there. Okay, so yeah. we come on stage and there are six people sitting in the middle row and that's I'd, the end I, of it. I'd go wider than that because actually we're on all these platforms. What we're actually effectively saying is that our listener base is the entire earth. So it's not the platform because <laughs> literally the entire earth has free access to this content. And yet, as I say, 10 people have subscribed so far. Well, we'll we'll take a little while to build up a head of steam. But the whole point of, as I understand I think it, we've peaked. Point, I think we've peaked. You think that's it? You think that's it? <laughs> yeah, that's the top. And, it's going to go down. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. it's been lovely it's sharing, you know. And uh, how, how do you make a podcast? We don't know. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> we decided. But no, I was thinking, 
with the you know the whole thing about it is with all I was reading about these podcasts right in the paper the other day and loads of them loads of them in the top 10 you know these are the best ones whatever it's all you know like Alistair Campbell and Rory Stewart and then they've sold out the Royal Albert Hall or other people like Joshua Whitaker yeah. and somebody else they've yeah, sold yeah. out they've sold out this that, and the other so if you think about a music you know if you if you have sort of U2 at Wembley, well, when in the 1990s they had Travis as their warm up act. Remember Travis, Scottish Travis? Band? I do. They dreadful. Did. Yeah, they did. Dreadful. Dirge. Like wet, wet, no. wet the bed music. <laughs> dreadful. Real well, anyway, dirge. We're going to have to agree to disagree on that because I really like it. But the whole point is maybe if we get enough kind of traction, enough listener base, all the rest of it, then Alice we can fail to fill. <laughs> The Royal Albert Hall. No, next time they book out the Royal Albert Hall and they have however many people fit in there, yeah. they'll ask us to do the warm-up for them. I I have actually vaguely recently been to the Royal Albert Hall to listen to a podcast. I don't know if you know, the, there's a TV show called, American TV show called uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's the longest running like TV sitcom or something so they're about to release the 17th season or something. It's, it's excellent. We, we don't need to, this isn't a review show. No, Except this is something do to do with special reviews. Danny DeVito. It is. It's actually Rob. I'm going to say the name wrong. Rob McElhenney. This one half of the Wrexham owners. Oh yes. Uh, he's he write he writes it. Anyway, whatever. We we could talk about that separately. <laughs> Maybe when we're not wasting other people's time, which I'd like to be. <laughs> but um, so I went. So they've just done a tour. They've got a podcast. They make the show, the TV show, and their podcast is like going back and talking about each individual episode, like how they made it. Which sounds really, really banal, but is is excellent because basically because they're really funny. But yeah. they did a tour and about two weeks ago, two weeks ish, I don't know. Uh, yeah, they were in the Royal Albert Hall and it was a sellout. And the the magic of it is that the tickets. Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. It. I'm going to say. It, I'm going to say. It. The reason I hesitated. This is an excellent bit of inside baseball. Is that my wife hasn't listened to any of this so far. At all, she said, "Like I just, oh, I just, I just haven't had time," which p- means I just don't care. I think, which is fair, right? And I don't, yeah. I don't blame her for that. But she doesn't know how much I spend on the tickets. This is good. This will be a really good acid test because yeah. if I say it now, the point where she comes and finds me and like sticks me with a carving knife, I will know that she's listened to episode three. Yeah. So the ticket cost one hundred and forty pounds, and they sold out the Royal Albert Hall. For a podcast, a recording of a podcast. Oh, and so this wasn't them doing a live show where they talked about no. the podcast. This was they recorded a podcast live in the Albert Hall. Yeah, it was, well, it was somewhere between the two because it, yeah, yep. but it, it was it was literally the three of them sitting around talking about about the show. Yeah, talking about the TV show, which is what their podcast is. That's what they did. Yeah. Sold out the Royal Albert Hall. I I mean, I can't do the maths, but it, well, it's five thousand people and one hundred and forty quid ahead. Here are my questions. So, number one, was it any good? Number two, do they do do they do this more than once? Did they do a couple of nights, and was each show different? Obviously, it's not scripted, so it's going to be slightly different. But do you yeah. think they kept the same? I suppose you wouldn't know because you didn't go twice. Because if you had gone twice, you'd have paid two hundred and eighty pounds. Maybe you did, and now you need to tell you why. That would be quite a lot. They did. Um, they did do two shows the same day. They did an afternoon show and an evening show, and I went to the evening one. And that those that those thoughts did occur to me. It's quite weird, like how. Like, how do you do, yeah, an allegedly vaguely off-the-cuff reactionary thing uh, a second time around? Um, but, you know, they're constant professionals and also really wealthy. Maybe they don't give a shit. Yeah, um, but also that's what people <laughs> do, though, isn't it? 
I, I only realized this. I used to, when I was growing up, I absolutely worshipped Jack D. And I still do. And I've still been to see him about a hundred times. But anyway, nice. um, what I hadn't realized until, you know, years down the line is that all these comedians, every single one, obviously when they go, when they go on to, this sounds ridiculously obvious, but when they go on tour and they have say 30 nights around the country, they use the same material each time. Of course they do. They're not going to make it all up yeah. every single night. But for years, it hadn't occurred to me that this is what happens. And I, presumably with that, okay, it'll there'll be variations on it and all the rest of it. And that afternoon and that evening, mm. they must have gone over the same ground to a degree and, and like sort of finessed it or whatever. I don't know. I assume so. Um, also, what's um, that it had never occurred to you that a touring comedian would do the same set over and over again. It's not a... A, a great statement of your thought process, is it? I mean, it I seems know, blindingly obvious that they I would know. do the same thing. I know. Do you I know. think, I'm, like, if they've got like a hundred tour dates, they do a hundred completely bespoke shows? I was, I'm very, very stupid. I, I'm not oh, going to start oh, naming oh, newspapers, oh. but by analogy, I, uh, when I, it took me years to realize that certain newspapers, you know, when they tell you, uh, you know, all immigrants are evil or whatever, that's not a fact, that is an opinion. It took a long time for the penny to drop. I mean, as I say, critical thought process. I mean, your example there is extremely troubling uh, because what you're suggesting is that you believe that all immigrants are evil for a period of time. Obviously exaggerated, and I happen <laughs> to have picked concern. that subject because I'm thinking of a particular newspaper and a particular angle. But my point is that there are some newspapers <laughs> that I still think most people who read those newspapers think that they're reading the news. And, of course, they're not. They're reading a polemic. Did you ever read the Daily Sport or the Sunday Sport? Yeah. So I, I lived in a a foreign but, but UK jurisdiction, uh, very yeah. close, a small island, <laughs> very close to France. Oh, thus the the speedboat story. Yeah, I, I don't know why I'm like fartarsing around. I lived in Jersey for a bit. It's really weird. Yeah. Like Jersey's a secret. Yeah, don't don't mention don't mention the war. Actually, that's true. Yeah. You don't mention the war in Jersey. Oh gosh, you don't. They're do occupied. You, no, they're not a big fan of it. I mean, no one's a big fan of the war. No. Anyway, um, so I lived there and, yeah, we used to make a little hungover trip to our corner shop, a little spa corner shop, uh, and we would buy, I think, the Sunday Sport every weekend for the for the quality of journalism. Um, yeah. And it had facts. It had a, This is the thing I always remember about it. It had some excellent facts, and I will always remember to my dying day two specific facts. The first is, and, so they, and it prints these as facts. Like, like, I mean, I know it's a joke paper, obviously, but I honestly, in, t- to your point, I have no idea if p- everyone that reads it knows that it's all bullshit. Because like, everything in, in yeah. the Daily or Sunday Sport is bullshit. I think they have a bit of sport, actual sport on the back. But even that's probably, I don't know. I don't know. We didn't read the service why we got it. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, the, so the two facts I can remember. The first is, as I say, printed as a like fact of the week, is when heated... Very small stones taste of butter, which I thought, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, maybe that's believable. But the other one that's always stuck with me, and, it, like, I reckon if you're going to lie, you go specific, don't you? You go really yeah. specific, and people go, oh, that, that possibly that's true. So the other one was Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is, an, this is a direct quote, by the way. I can remember this one word for word. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a surprisingly good rat catcher. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like somebody's job was to come up with the facts. Brilliant. It was a very well-written paper, and it was very, very clever, a lot of that sort of stuff. 
you know, the, well, they the famous that, stuff. That, yeah, that you have to be clever to write that. I, I mean, I don't know if that's right, but that's what we have to be creative. The whole Freddie Star ate my hamster thing. Um, there was a, there was a lot of that going on, wasn't there? But but there was some very what, hamster very, eating. Yeah, but there was some very very <laughs> funny stuff. You know, like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a surprisingly good rat catcher. I mean, it's just really you could just imagine them sitting around every afternoon getting beard up and just thinking, right? What I don't know. It, I think it would probably be, but, but like, do you think that's actually fun? Because, like you say, if they're sitting in a pub pissed all the time, that's great. Yeah. But actually, if you're like, shit, I've got a deadline and I need fifteen bullshit facts, I don't know. Maybe that's not fun. I mean, it's probably more fun than doing a spreadsheet every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like being an accountant. Oh, that's a bit rude, isn't it? But accountants are nice people too, but you know what I mean. It's more fun Things. than having to write actual facts as fact, isn't it? Because if if your deadline's imminent, <laughs> you can just literally make up 15 I don't know. very quickly. If only I knew people that were, had done, like, say, a history degree. Actual facts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the irony there is that I do know a man that did a history degree. He's very close at this exact moment. But also, I'm quite into history too, so well, that we mock it. I think yeah. we both quite like actual facts. Yeah, no, I do like actual facts. But, you know, going back to your question, I, I honestly think there will be at least a handful of people who won't realise that um, the facts in that newspaper were not actual facts. Honestly, I do. Not the majority. It's possible. Not even more than a tiny minority, but there will be a handful of people who would actually think that Arnold Schwarzenegger was a very good rat catcher. It's plausible. He probably is. I mean, it, and- it might be also true. Yeah, like exactly. Just well, exactly. My luck, but not just that. They might think, "Oh, a little bit peckish." Um, let's have some toast. Run out of butter. Let's heat some very small stones, and they'll get very the shock of their stones. lives. Yeah, nice. And the email, yes. Yeah, so the email, the email, the email. So yeah. We, yeah, we said. Yeah. We said a very, a very kind and um, uh, very grateful thank you to Sarah. So what I it occurred to mention maybe, and maybe this is a good juncture as any, is what I, I sort of I had in mind for the emails is that people could write in with poses, like, you know, like the, <laughs> you know the, <laughs> I don't know if you do know this. There's a my favourite like, would you rather X or Y sort of question, and I'm not suggesting that people just email in with horrible, horrible things. But yeah. um, my favourite would you are the poser, and only really it's sort of a male question, so forgive me, it's a bit gendered. But if you had to, would you rather have uh, like one big testicle the size of like a baseball, mm-hmm. or seven little tiny ones like a bunch of grapes? Um, you don't have to answer. We're gone then. What's your mm-hmm. answer? I think I think one big one, because one big one's okay. not that different from two big ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it's really big. Well, how big? <laughs> but it's the point. Well, bigger like, than the size uh, of, of two normal ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like like a like a small melon, like a grapefruit, a grapefruit. Who was it in Viz that had the unfeasibly large Bustagona? Bustagona, Bustagona. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. But but only only one, and not quite that big. Yeah, so you didn't have to have a wheelbarrow to carry it around. Okay, so so I think I think I'd go for two because I think you could drape them over things. By which I don't mean seven. Other people. Seven. You mean seven? Or, seven. Sorry, seven. Yes, seven. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with having one. It's the size of the one I think yeah. that we have to focus on here. 
I need to do some. I need to do some thinking on this. The one is the I thought size. I'm going to say some sketching because you sort of look down and you look like you're going to draw something. I just need to quickly sketch this out. No, I need to write down the measurements. One is the size of what? Is um, it a melon. A grapefruit. 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 Me, yeah, melons are too big. Grapefruit. And the seven are the size individually of what raisins? Um, very... Let's go with uh, M and M's. Non-peanut M&M's, normal M&M's. Crunchy ones. Because I noticed in a vending machine the other day in Peterborough that the um, you had yeah you had peanut M&M's and you had normal M&M's, but the normal ones specifically said on them extra crunchy or something like that. I don't know whether this has taken over, oh. whether it's different. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't. Well, they had those blue long. ones, the, the ones in the blue yeah. bag, aren't they? They That's... got biscuit in them or something. They got biscuit. That was them. Is that not? Oh, they've not got the biscuit. Original? No, they're not normal. No. Uh, oh, you're such an amateur. It's embarrassing. Ah, uh, so okay. Yourself. I'm sorry. So back to the. I haven't had an original M M&M and M for years. So, but you're talking about the those sort of round. They're like Smarties, basically. Yeah, I can't remember if the original conundrum is is seven or nine, but like a lot, a lot of little ones dangling, like a bit like the balloons in you know in Up, the cartoon, where the house gets picked up by loads of balloons. No. You don't know what? up the Disney the Disney. No. It's the thing about an old geezer, old guy who gets his wife carks it and he decides he wants to go and live on the side of a mountain. So he puts loads of, attaches loads of balloons to his house and it lifts the house up. You not seen this? It's a no. Disney. What is classic. it? A film? It's a Pixar. It's is a it? Pixar. It's a classic. Yeah. Anyway, there's a famous sort of the poster for it was like the house with all the balloons coming out the chimney. But like think of that the other way up, and I was thinking of Basically, a big bunch of balloons dangling downwards. Yeah, would be like it's your po- scrotum. It's, it's the so point. really on the basis you didn't know that analogy at all. That was a total waste of time. No, it's fine. I like the analogy. I'm enjoying this. Let me just work this out. So, <laughs> is the point about the seven, the seven little ones? Do they make up the size of the one big one, or have we got different sizes going on here? Because seven, seven M and M's are, are <sighs> much, much smaller than than one grapefruit. I mean, your interrogation is fascinating. Maybe they're slightly bigger than it. Maybe they would be your crunchy M&Ms, the slightly bigger ones. Because if the point about this They've is... got to be smaller than normal testicles, though, otherwise... Yes, of course. What, what if the point doing? is these two things yes, you're of comparing... of course, of course. No, but if the point is they're the same size, the question is, do you want one or seven of something that's the same size? Well, I'm going to go for one. But if the point is that the one is bigger than the seven smaller things, I'm going to go for the seven. Really, though, because I think aesthetically, a lot of people that have asked this question, which makes it sound like I wander about town centres doing straw polls, <laughs> which I do. I know. Um, but a lot of people that have asked this question have gone for the one for the aesthetics of it. Yeah, but a grapefruit. Because like, if one... it's like a bag, of, a bag of fucking marbles dangling from your, under your perine- perineum, is that the way around? Yeah, that thing. Yeah, it's around there. But... Um, just... Right, just but imagine now, right? So I'm wearing a pair of jeans. Oh, you good, you're see. standing up again. This is useful. Yeah, a pair of jeans. Have you got an erection? No, I haven't. <laughs> so I all haven't. Like, well, it blurred everything out again, and it looked a bit weird. <laughs> no. Anyway, we'll no, we'll I delete haven't. that. So it's all right, um, if you have. It's good to. No. It'll be good that you were excited to be here. I would actually, I would take that as, as an exceptional compliment if you had a, I, a comedy boner at this point. You're not going to delete it out, are you? Anyway, no. so. <laughs> I know you're not. Anyway, and you're not so, denying it anymore either. So I'm going to take it as a yes. We'll move on. Wrong. So yeah. grapefruit is a big 
big size. Stick that down your trousers and it's very noticeable. It's very inconvenient. It's just it's just hideous. Seven of the original M&Ms down your trousers, manageable. Manageable, but not pleasant. It's not pleasant, but it's going to be less unpleasant than than, than a grapefruit. Look, I don't feel strongly about this. I feel like you do. I feel like everyone does. You, you, you have to stand somewhere on that debate. Anyway, so the point of all of that, like I wasn't actually going to press you for an answer. And I also don't want people specifically just emailing us about the testicle <laughs> debate. Although, you know, fair enough if they if they want to. But I was sort of envisaged that people would be like, oh, I've got this problem, nothing too bad. Oh, God, even as I said yeah, that. Yeah. I don't want someone to email and go, oh, you know, I've, I've you know, got growth. What do I do? Yeah, yeah. Because we're I not mean, doctors. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, You're that's the doctor. only reason I don't want to go near that. Yeah, <laughs> because of my lack, my worrying lack of medical certification. Yeah, I mean it's the main reason I don't want to go near it, but there are there are many many others. But yeah, okay. But so you don't want people to email in with that. But go on. What do you think? I thought yeah, my my sort of my plan was that people could email in with like a conundrum that that us as you know wise souls could help them with and help them on their way in life. Yeah, I love that. A dilemma that they've got. Something yeah. really mundane. A bit or like something... Dear Deirdre. Yeah. Was that a thing? Was that a thing in the sun? Was it the it sun? It was, yeah, it was. But but the Those but are sex what, problems. That I think they were, but also well they were relationship problems. But what what means that that is never going to be beaten is the photos that went with them. And we can't offer that. Oh, of the two, like, completely disinterested yeah. people in pants. Yeah. They were always yeah. in pants, even if it yeah. was a relationship issue. They were always in yeah. underwear. Yeah. and we, every... could, we could do photos of us in underwear. Looking, we'd have to look troubled in every single frame. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, you could look, like, shocked and as if I cheated on you and you'd be in your pants, and I could look, like, really angry and in my pants. I'm always angry when I'm in my pants, so that's fine. Having just cheated on me. With because somebody else in their pants. Yes, because that's all that that's every single problem was about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it did so happen that people only wanted to email us with sexual problems, yeah. I would I would love that. Um Yeah, I, I'm ambivalent, but I mean that's great. Any problems <laughs> ambivalent. Any any problem is something that I can get my teeth stuck into. Um and uh, figuratively you know, speaking, and yeah. Do you know when you start saying something and you literally don't know which way you're gonna fall on it? Yeah. When I started to say if they were all sexual. And I literally didn't know if I was going to say I would be horrified or I'd be really pleased. And I realised at the last moment that I think I'd really like it. Yeah, it would be an angle, wouldn't it? It would be a, a USP <laughs> that we don't have because we deliberately... Anyway, so the, my theory is, yeah. that, like at the end of an episode, we could just like do a couple of emails or something. So I I want to tell you about something that just happened to me uh, on my way here. We, this doesn't have to stay in, but it's quite interesting. So, uh, well, like genuinely, we can just delete it out and I'll make it quick. But I was walking back. So we had a lovely Sunday afternoon barbecue uh, in on-off rain, which is perfect. It's the British kind of beginning of British <laughs> summer um, at somebody's house. And I said, oh, I've got to go because um, my, you know, multi-award winning, BAFTA winning podcast is nearly three weeks overdue. So I've got to go, got to go. Uh, and I stumbled off. Uh, and as I came back down my street, the people, you know, people that live quite near us, a couple of streets away, they came down my street. One of my neighbours, there's a newish neighbour on my street, and they've got quite a, two things I forgot to say about these people, actually, who are probably very nice people, don't know them yet. They're new to my street. The first is that they've got a great big SUV that they park nose in, and it's a terrace street. 
So some people have parking spaces that you have to go over the pavement to get to, um, but they're not. none of them are really quite big enough for a car. So his car always sits over the pavement. And I never really know how I feel. About, well, I do know how I feel about that, but I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Anyway, that's by the by. As I walked past it, the back doors, both the back doors of the car were open. And yeah. I thought, oh, they must be packing the car or something. Then I realised that the front door of the house was, was shut and there was no one around. So, like, what do you do in that scenario? I went and knocked on the door because I thought that there was a, like a child seat in the back. So I thought, oh, maybe they were getting out really fast. Like, I don't know. But, like, do you just close the car doors? Mm. What do you do? So, Because I, I thought, like, if they look out the window and I'm closing their car doors, yeah. like, that's not a cool look. So I banged on the door loads of times. No, I've never banged. I've got to make it sound like I was really angry. I knocked politely <laughs> on the door repeatedly, and they didn't show up. And then I just sort of stood by their car for a few minutes, like a twat, because I didn't know what to do. So I just closed them. Is that? Oh, did you? And but oh, but then it like the alarm did a like the, the lights did a flash and it did a little pip, you know, like a little blip. Presumably because they thought they'd locked it, but they'd left doors open. Yeah. But also. The horrible thing started occurring to me because I was like, oh, the door's open, there's a car seat. Like, is it what if a child's been snatched? It's really horrible. Anyway, so I just shut the door and moved on with my life. And now I'm burdening <coughs> you with it emotionally. That's my plan. I'd have done the same. I'd have stood there for ages with my social awkwardness, not knowing whether yeah. to shut the doors or not. And then I think in the end, I'd have done exactly everything you did. But I think in the end, I'd have left the doors open, walked away, then had a bit of a breakdown about it, gone back, then realised I was late for whatever I was going to, mm. then gone to whatever I was going to, arriving late, and I'd have texted everybody I knew in the area to say, "Can you keep an eye out?" And I, I just, I would have, it would have caused me the most extraordinary amount of emotional. Worry. But that's sort of why I raised it because, I, like, I've really found myself in the weeds, and then I just thought, I think a normal person. They didn't have the huge level of social anxiety that I think, like you and I, like yeah. awkwardness in social interactions. And yeah. I do, if I, if I made bunches both together, quite quite so yeah. easily. But yeah, I just massively overthought it, and I just thought, like like a man's man, you know, like a like a yeah. a bloke, a bloke would have just gone, oh, doors are open, shut them, walked on with, moved on with his life. Yeah, but I just kind of faffed around in this sort of like paralysed by my own incompetence. Yeah. That's quite a significant period of time. Yeah. Anyway, right. Um, so I think if Brian Moore, the ex-England hooker, had been walking past, I don't think he would have given it any thought. He'd have just shut them or not shut them, walked on. If Anthony Joshua was walking past, he'd have done the same sort of thing. Are these your two go-to people? Sean Brian Bean. Moore He's... and Anthony Joshua. Well, hey, Sean um, Bean? Hang on. Yeah. Brian Moore, for a start, used to be a police officer, so he definitely would have done. He'd have been all over it. Wasn't he a police officer? I think he was. He's a solicitor. He was a... Oh, you're right. Oh, even better, because they all know what they're doing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure um, they're, they're dynamic decision-making types. Uh, Those lawyers. A, man, a man's man, Anthony Joshua, he'd have... He'd have I'll give again. you Anthony Joshua. Sean Bean, maybe... But he's he's a thespian, so I yeah, don't but he's know. Quite, it could all be an act. Yeah, he's quite sort of you know, quite You're nodding hard at nails, though, isn't he? Know. He's not. He, I, I'm trying to think what he is. He, he's a he's a sort of he's quite a sort of macho character. Yeah, 
Yeah, maybe. It's good that he's your go-to. I think that tells quite a lot about you, that your three go-to people were Brian Moore, Anthony Joshua and Sean Bean. <laughs> I don't think any of that three would have overthought this. I don't think they would have overthought it. I think they'd have made a decision, they'd have moved on. And if any of those three want to contradict me on that, mm. I look forward to receiving their email. I <laughs> Okay, good. Well, I mean, as discussed, there are literally billions of people out there who have not had the displeasure of listening to this bullshit, <laughs> including, I suspect, them, although, you know, maybe they're amongst that elite 60-odd people that have <laughs> wasted some of their time listening to it. Um, I've got a friend who, uh, her other half, I might not name her um, because for reasons that will become evident as I continue, actually. I also think it's fun not naming people. Do I know her? No. So I quite like the idea that she's not named and that therefore whatever name you give me, in my mind, that's going to be her name from now till I meet her in five years' time when she comes to the green room in the Albert Hall as we are doing the warm-up for those two other people, and um, I'll okay. get to meet I her. like it. And, it. and it'll be really weird because I always thought her name was, in fact, you know... Cheryl. I thought her name was Cheryl, and it turns out her name is Jessica, or whatever. Anyway, carry on. It's well, We're going to go with which of those do you prefer because we can start that like weird process in your mind from either Cheryl. of those. Cheryl. Okay, so my friend Cheryl, uh, she, she yeah, she's her other half is like a I can't think of a better way of saying it than a man's man. Yeah. Like he's like muscular and big and tall and he's got a shaved head because he wants to have a shaved head, not because he's going bald like I am. And he so this guy gets in fights like quite regularly. So yeah. I know Cheryl because I used to work with her and like sometimes um like she'd say, "Oh, like he, he didn't come home last night," and I was like, "Are you? Oh God! Like are you, are you worried? Like what's happened?" And she's like, "No, no. He just sometimes gets in fights and gets you know locked up for the night. Like he just gets in fight like properly. Like sometimes he'll come back and you know he's been in a big rumble and probably won. I met him in passing once. Most embarrassingly, where she and I were going to a work event and we both live vaguely in the same area, so I drove. So I had to like pick up his wife and he was there." And I've never felt like less of a man than when I was in the presence of this guy, <laughs> particularly when I was collecting his wife. You know, it was just looked at me. He was like, oh, dear. I could I could tell he was just like, fucking hell, look at this bloke. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at this loser. And he was like, it, but like, and I don't say anything like, like he was really nice. He was like really friendly. Yeah. Um, but I just, like, we just, you know, when you look at someone and you're talking to someone, occasionally it happens. I find if you go, if you go to a sporting event yeah, and like, someone in the row in front of you like turns around and gives you a bit of chat or whatever yeah whenever those situations happen i just know the other person's turned around and gone oh god yeah <laughs> i just know that i don't ooze like masculinity in any useful sense yeah yeah you're going to be a disappointment to that type of person but the question i have for you is if he were walking past that car what would he have done Maybe he shut the door. He'd have just shut the door and moved on with his life. There's no doubt in my mind. So he wouldn't have like 
fannied about and panicked yeah. and not known and knocked on the door. I mean, even my first knock on the door was really, really tentative. I didn't even <laughs> knock positively. I didn't even like go bang, bang, bang. I saw this like little tap, tap, tap. And I was oh, God. <laughs> so I did it three times in the end. I had to get, like, go back and knock three times. I thought the last time was the only time I did it with any level of commitment. And then and I realized was... they weren't in anyway. No. And have you, this was this afternoon. So yeah. you don't know what's happened since. Well, I've shut the doors. So there's nothing else yeah, to but, happen. I mean, what are you going to do if the keys were in that car and the doors have shut and it's one of those self-locking cars? Well, they're never going to know much, so it's fine. They're never going to know, are they? Well, you say that. What about people's ring doorbells? Oh, that's a very good point. Although my general experience of a ring doorbell as somebody that has one is every time somebody pushes the button and nothing happens, and they're incredibly disappointed and they then have to bang on the front door and then they go, and then go Mate, your doorbell's broken. And I go, no, no, it has a battery and I haven't charged it in nine months. <laughs> it's incredibly fiddly and annoying. So you have to like unscrew the front of it and get yeah. the battery out and charge it up. So that's generally my experience of ring doorbells. <laughs> I did also, I, I so I've got loads of smart home stuff in the house because I'm, you know, a bell end, I think is yeah. roughly the technical description. And I also got like a an exterior ring camera further up on the front of the house. And I got it because there were quite a few car, like, uh, catalytic converter thefts. Yeah. Which I, incidentally, which, in a really vain attempt to get man points back, one of them I th I didn't thwart, actually, because they got the catalytic converter in question. But I ran after the people, and they jumped in a car and went away. So there was this, like, absurd moment where I heard them, because you get, I was, there were so many that you could hear the angle grind noise. And whenever I heard it, I'd, like, run out. And they were nicking the neighbours um what they done is they pushed over his front wall to get yeah. the bricks to pull lift the car up to jack the car up to lie underneath it to cut the cat and i heard them and i ran out and these four blokes i mean i don't know they, they, they could have been like 17 they could have been 30 like they could have been athletic and fighty they could have been like seven stone wet through either mm. way these four blokes their first reaction is i ran out they stopped and looked at me and i looked at them and then, for some reason, my plan was I ran towards them, which, with hindsight, <laughs> is utterly ridiculous. So in my in my socks as well, I would just like I just run out into the street, we, and they and they ran off, just got in socks. a car. Yeah, 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 balled out the whole thing. My one enormous <laughs> testicle yeah. winging around. They were looming. Around. I'm not su I'm not surprised they ran away with your seven little testicles. I mean that would have been very very off putting for them. Like like one of those executive stress stores. <laughs> <left to right. laughs> um, but they, yeah they they liked it and I, like only uh, when I got to the end of the street and I, they, they jumped in a car and like shot off and with they got the cashless converter and I thought nothing I've done there is useful. I didn't have my phone. I didn't get the number plate of the car, so I couldn't take a picture. I didn't have any shoes on, so I couldn't have like actually caught up with them anyway. If I had caught them, they would have kicked the shit out of me without any shadow of the <laughs> But anyway, so I put this camera on the front of the house because um, that seemed like a good idea for the future. And what basically happened is it triggered every time a car drove past. And I'm on a, just a, like a street in London. So it triggered like... 180 times the net like by mid-morning the first day i put it up and then i was like fuck it and i turned all the sensitivity on it right down and now it doesn't do anything and now, I was gonna say, and now and now you can have somebody coming up and looking right in it quizzically for five minutes and yeah. it still doesn't work 
Mm. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Although actually there was one bit of use which had basically just created even more awkwardness to myself because that first morning when I had it on, I was like just rapidly reviewing the footage constantly and it did pick <laughs> up one of my neighbours backing his car slightly into another neighbour, just a, like a bumper hit. Ah, uh, yeah. Right, just like a little like, yeah. just a little wallop, nothing serious. And And then he drove off. And I didn't know the neighbour that drove off, but I did know the neighbour. It's like my immediate neighbour whose car had had the little little bang. Um, and, it, and I went and looked, and it hadn't done any damage to his car, but he likes it. It's a little cabriolet. He's quite into it. And he and I sometimes have some car chat. He's 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 a really nice, normal bloke. He's not particularly alpha either. I mean, he's younger than me, so he probably still looks at me pitifully, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, anyway, I went round, and I knocked on his door um, and said, oh, so that the neighbour that lives right at the other end of the street just banged bang into your car. And he's like, oh, is it bad? And I went, oh, there's no evident doubt. Well, there was a little scratch, I think, but nothing. Mm. You know, this car's black. It didn't really show up. And I showed him the footage, and he's like, oh, can you send it to me? So I sent him that. And then I saw him again, like, three weeks later, and I like, what did you do with it? He's like, I mean, what can you do with it? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's he going to do? Like, go and well, see the other neighbour and say, you did this. And the neighbour yeah. would be like, sorry. Well, that's, that's what... That's what Cheryl's partner would have done. Yeah. He'd have been straight round that. He'd have nutted him and he'd have walked off. He probably would. So apparently there have been incidents that, that Cheryl's other half has, has just, just like been in, a, in a, a, an altercation, like a verbal altercation, and then just punched the other person and walked away. <laughs> I was like, how cool. No, but no, my first reaction should be that's awful or whatever. But I'm like, just totally in awe of that. There's no way I can even pretend <laughs> that I'm not. I just like... To have the nuts to just to back yourself that much. Yeah, I know it's like, a different mentality, know. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I barely back myself if like one of my kids is doing something really bad to tell them <laughs> off. Like, I'm not even sure that yeah that they won't like take me down if I if I get them on a bad day. <laughs> I just had that today. My nine year old son just had his part his birthday party. Oh yeah, and there was there were six boys and. I had no control whatsoever, in, including at one stage where we went to get on a train and I was so fed up with the fact that they were all basically treating me. You know, there was always one kid. How many kids? Class. How many kids? So six kids, six nine-year-olds. And you know when there's always one kid in the class who is just like the geek at the back? Well, that was always me before when I was a kid and it turns out it's me now as an adult. So anyway, I thought, I don't know what it was that triggered all of this, but I thought <laughs> I, I, I've had enough now. And as we were coming back on the train, I thought, right, I'm going to assert my authority. So we're all standing by the train door. I was doing it under the auspices of of, of being the responsible adult and safety, but actually it wasn't that at all. It's that I wanted to gain a foothold of authority so I said, right, kids, let me go first. Let me go first. And I went to move towards the front. They all ignored me, crowded me out, and every single one of them got on the train before me. And it was just absolutely <laughs> humiliating. Well, I like it as well. So you briefly mentioned that you had that party. And I know that it was one of those climbing parties, yeah. isn't it? When the yeah. other brands applied, but it's a it was a go away. Oh, I know you love eight. it. Yeah. You hate it when I mention a brand. Oh, you were happy with that one. Okay, good. Yeah. But um, yeah, other other brands apply. I did one in France with the kids once. It was the same, but like slightly unsafe. Where were you? Where was this place? We're at we're at Go Eight. What I wanted to ask you about it is that I know that you aren't particularly good at heights. Yeah. Um. So my concern there 
And I suspect this is what you will have done is that you didn't go up with the kids. Yeah. Which I think is punchy. Did you or did you go up and just have to I pretend did. to be brave? I did not go up with the kids. Luckily. Were there any other adults? Nope. God, if I'd sent my children to your party, I'd have been really pissed off with you. Nope. I didn't tell any of the um, other parents that I wouldn't be going up there. And it turns out, <laughs> luckily, luckily, uh, because uh, my wife had phone- had the foresight to phone, knowing what I'm like. So she'd have emailed them and she'd have said, my husband's a bit of a loser. He, he, he literally can't go higher than six foot in the air without vomiting and having palpitations. And Is that right? To... Is it that bad? Yeah. I mean, it's not that bad, but we took the kids a while ago. You know, you know, in uh, out towards East London, um, near the Docklands area, there is the um, the, the cable car thing that goes over. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, we've done that. With, yeah, I've done that. I've done that. It's nice. Yeah. Well, it depends. I assume that's not where you're going with it. No, no, we got no for any anyone that isn't you know a complete pussy. It's not. I'm joking. I'm joking. joking. Well, and that's me. And we went there. We went there actually during. It wasn't during lockdown because obviously it was open. But it was one of those. Do you remember those weird times in COVID where there wasn't very much going on? So we went over. It was one of those times. We went over to this um, cable car thing. I can't remember what it's called, but we went there. And there was hardly anyone else around. And as we got there, uh, we bought our ticket and we got to go on it straight away. There was no queue whatsoever. But as we went to get on it, there were lots of people having quite frantic conversations and we couldn't hear what they were saying. But you could just tell that there was something not quite right. And it really freaked me out. But obviously my wife, who I don't think she has a name yet. Have we named her? Barry. Let's call her Barry. Uh, Barry's good. Barry's solid. Yeah, solid. Yeah, reliable. So Bar- Barry said to uh, Barry said to me, "Look, come on, it's going to be absolutely fine. They're, you know, health and safety these days. If there's any problem, they're going to shut it. They're not going to keep going." So we got on it, and it it went up, and it went higher and higher and higher, and the wind, and it was blowing an oh, absolute gale. And then when we came down the others and got down the other is side is this actually the case though or is this just you freaking out no no we got down the other side and it had been shut they shut it oh okay, and fair. and it turned out somebody told us they should have shut it before we went on it because it was far too windy so that just oh added to the whole hideousness of the whole thing but my kids at the time um were about um i don't know 7 and 3 something like that and we went up there and you know you don't want to show your your children your complete lack of courage. And no, you've got to pretend, haven't you? You've got to, yeah, you've got to, yeah do you the try thing. to pretend. I managed to pretend for 30 seconds and then that was it. And then I realised I was trapped and I got down on the floor and I sat there and I went cross-legged and I put my head oh, in the middle of my lap that's... and my two-year-old or three-year-old who could barely talk said, what's wrong with daddy? And... Uh, Mummy said, he's an embarrassment. Mummy said, don't worry, he just doesn't like being up this high very much and he's feeling a little bit unwell. And I sat there rocking as the two children were looking at the wonderful views. I mean, it is just horrendous. So when we went to Go Ape today and I got there and it hadn't even occurred to me that um, I might have to go up with all of these kids, um, luckily Barry had called ahead and you don't have to, but you have to supervise them from the ground. Which is just as well. Supervise them. I've been to those places. There is no supervising from the ground. I know they're cabled on and stuff, but you're yeah. not supervising. And the main reason they need supervision, <laughs> if I know children, 
yeah. it's because they're dickheads. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I'm not specifically leveling that at any of the people in your party, but children are dickheads. Yeah. So if you go up as a group of like adults or whatever, either like if you're with adults with some like very small children and you go up, or just as adults, and there's a group of like anything between like seven and probably 14 year olds, yeah, they're being dickheads. Yeah, they'll be doing it all wrong. They'll be going as fast as they can or as slowly as they can. Yeah, and it's people like you that allow that to happen. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You're right, and I don't feel good about it. But if the alternative is that <laughs> I had to go up there myself and vomit over everybody on the ground below, then I'm pleased I chose the former option because that was exactly nice. it. I was down on the ground, and they did exactly what you've just said. There were one or two of them who decided that every, you know, you have that, you go from tree to tree and you've got to put your foot on the planks. I know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah. And they decided to use every single one as a zip wire, you know, where zip you line. just yeah. zip yeah. line. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. There, there was one kid who, who decided it would be really funny because you're only allowed two people between each, each tree yeah. at any one time that yeah. so he would, he would, there'd be one person on it and then he would go next. And of course people would wait for him to get off etc but then he'd turn around and go back and screw the whole thing up so that there'd be more than amazing on it so was this was your child that. no it wasn't my child it was one of the do you want to name that child no i don't want to name that child derek. come on hutch name that child and so, oh and so, that's definitely not his name there's no derek and, under the age of 25 <laughs> derek kept going back and of course i was on the ground completely impotent derek derek turn around you've done this bit go back and he may as well have stuck a figurative two fingers up at me. It was... This goes back to your level of authority. Yeah, exactly. And I had no authority whatsoever. And I'm sure that the children in my group had a great time and that everybody else hated us. So I'm sorry. There we go. (laughs) I've got one brief anecdote for you on a very related level. And then I think we should maybe go into a a regular segment and then maybe close this shit down. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to say, because you mentioned something there, and it's similar, weirdly and coincidentally, today, my lady wife, Dave, and uh, my daughter, as a treat, went off to uh, Blue Water, that big shopping. I mean, obviously, that's not a treat in it. Well, I don't know. Some people might be. For my, my, that's my idea of absolute hell. But they went there specifically rather than, it wasn't like a shopping trip, because down the side in Blue Water, I don't know if you know this, is the UK's longest zip line, or largest zip line. Um, and you because there's there's a big old quarry that has been filled up and is now a lake and some woods and stuff to one so it's what's called blue water apparently and it's got the what yeah uk's longest zip line and it like so i've seen the video footage afterwards because this was i think think it was yesterday they went off to to do it and um like you're in the air for like over a minute like it's and it's you know you start pretty high and you're going over a lake and through trees okay so this was my question I've got no problem with the world's longest, even with my fear of heights, no problem at all if that world's longest zip line is three feet off the ground. But I'm assuming all the it way, isn't. all the way, no, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you exactly start, yeah. for three miles. Yeah, and there's somebody running, pulling you along, <laughs> like a maybe like a dachshund dragging yeah. you along on a harness. It has, it has no. to be incredibly taut because it's only three feet off the ground, so yeah, it can't exactly. sag at all. At a all. very slight angle. At a very <laughs> slight angle. Uh, so no, no, really so it's, it's, a much bigger, it's a much bigger thing than that. And what made me think of this is that, so uh, my lady wife, Dave, actually, we, we were in New York not, not that long ago, and we did the Empire State, and there's another one called the, um, I, was, I think it's called the Drop, It's and it's the height of the 
it's a newer one, but it's the height of the Empire State, and it's got a glass floor, and you walk out, and like, so my lady wife Dave has Ooh. never really been afraid of heights, but from that moment, she's always yeah, not never quite got it back, and she refused to walk out on it. Whereas me and the kids are like jumping on it, and then all the security came over and bollocked us. She's not supposed to jump up and down, but it's like a it's the same height as the Empire State, and you can see through the floor. It's mental. Really that good, really good. Genuinely anyway. makes me feel sick. Ge- like, anyway, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it, it's. I mean, I don't have a problem with heights, and I, it made me feel a bit uncomfortable. But you know, it's what it is. Anyway, so uh, since that point, Dave has been, you know, not the, the the best friend of heights since then. But this was like a, a mother daughter like thing that they were going to go and do. So Dave's got to do it with her, and they 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 lie you in like a chrysalis on your front on a on a on a table and the hook goes in your back so you're going head first like superman and they they sort of lift you up hook you on 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 this sort of raised pneumatic platform and then the platform drops and then you're hanging and then they like shoot you off right all of that happened and then you do it next to each other you can go two at a time um and they go three i've seen the video it's really terrifying three two one and then they like pull the like the the, the thing that's hacked that's that's holding you back or off it like unclips and you shoot off but what happened is they went three two one and pulled the clips um and then there was this big thunk on my daughter's one like a big like crunk but my lady wife dave's shot off so she hears something going wrong <laughs> at a phenomenal height with her daughter who was up until that point about you know a meter and a half away from her to her right and then shoots off and you can't turn around. She had no, like, she's just like, oh, it sounds like she's dead. Like she's fallen off. Yeah. <laughs> like, and being the being the longest zip wire in the country, yeah. she presumably had quite a long way to go before mm. she could turn around and find out. She's got a minute and a half of, of solitude, firstly terrified of heights going down the zip wire. But she did say the good point was she was so worried that she thought that our mutual daughter might be dead that it took the fear of the actual zip wire away. Yeah. And then she got to the bottom. And then about three seconds later, my daughter arrives. So basically, it just got caught. And what they actually did was like manually undid it and she started. But Dave had no idea. That this is what was going on. So I rang them and they were in the car and I was like, how did it go? How was it? And I could hear the sort of tension in Dave's voice. She was just sort of going, Yeah, it was really good. It was, it was great. And then when we got back and my my daughter sat me down and she like showed me the video footage. And you, she's 11 and she's like a bit daredevil. She loves all that stuff. And then she said, Yeah, my one broke. <laughs> and mummy thought I was dying. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. But it turns out they're all fine. No one died. That's absolutely hideous. This is why, I mean, I don't want to be sued for, you know, kind of putting people off these things, but I don't know if you can, I, I don't know. I don't know the first thing about law, but um, I... You really don't. don't you really I, don't. I really don't. Touch. I really don't. I don't think anybody <laughs> should do any of these things. They're just terrifying. Well, They're just, I, yeah. I mean, they should all do them if they want to. They just shouldn't tell me about them. It's just hideous. I've got, I've got a lot of um, overthought uh, opinions about things like roller coasters. Well, again, I think because, and I don't, well, I, don't, I don't propose that we talk about them now. I could add them to our long backlog of bullshit things to talk about. <laughs> but um, um, I've overthought it in the style of the beta male because I've overthought it as why it's okay that they terrify me. So I've come up with like this like big esoteric kind of like backdrop about 
why that's okay. And it's not my failing. <laughs> it's not that I'm pathetic. I've like really tried to sort of over-intellectualize it to a point where it's totally fine that I'm basically just a massive scaredy cat. So like <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so we've rambled on for ages. But we never forget every week. We never forget. This is a solid thing that we do every week uh, to do the where you do a segment um, where you review something. We never forget to do. We definitely yeah. didn't forget to do it last last episode. Yeah. Um, and and is always called the Amazon fuzz remover. But the problem is I can't remember what it's actually called. I mean, I literally. That's fine. Well, so what it is, is this is a review of the Amazon fuzz remover. It removes fuzz <laughs> from bobbled clothing. I'm just going to say it is the best thing that's ever been invented, but I can't remember what it's called. Hang Surely on. you remember the Remington fuzz away that was in all those infomercials in like mm. the late 80s. Do you remember the Remington no. fuzz away? No, I remember Remington. That's what this is. The Remington thing, it looked like a, a really small hairdryer. Yeah. And the end of it was like half an orange, but in metal. And you just saw it like it was like a gun thing. Yeah. And you held the metal bit to the clothes and it removed all the fuzzy balls. In the 1980s? Yeah. Look up the Remington Fuzzaway. I'm doing it right now. The Remington Fuzzaway was like it was on every infomercial. Honestly, look it up. I'm just, I'm, it's, I've got to say, I'm really, really gutted about this. Oh, look, see, the first thing that comes up when you start writing that is Remington Fuzzaway advert. Is yours called the Bobble Off? No, it's called the Wired you can Lux. still buy Wired Lux. You can still buy the the Remington Fuzzaway, the latest version. It's on can Amazon. You? Yeah. But also, when you put it in, Remington Fuzzaway advert comes up. I mean, I don't know when. 1988. I like the well, shavers so much, I bought the company. That's what oh. it says. No, was it Victor? I was talking about Victor, the man who... Victor Kayam. Victor Kayam says, you need the Remington. Yeah. One of the things I've always remembered about you is you're very, very good with that sort of knowledge. Um, Victor Kayam. <laughs> now you say Victor Kayam. Now you say it. I, I'm, oh, I'm I, kicking myself for, that I, I forgot that it was Victor Kayam and not Victor Remington. For the record, I have looked it up to find out it was Victor Kayam. No, Let I know, the record I, show that I did not know that name. I was just aware no. of the Remington Fuzzaway. But I know that if I ask you what was the name of the actor who played the old guy in that um, helicopter programme that was a bit like A-Team, you will know him. Airwolf, yeah. Ern what? Ernest Borgny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, I, I do know that. I knew oh, that was going to be really disappointing if I didn't know that. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I, what I could have done there, I haven't. Uh, well, we can only say that I haven't, but I could have just paused for ages, looked it up, and then we could have edited it. Yeah, but for the record, yeah. I haven't. I or I could have tipped you I off want to, beforehand. I want but to play you the Remington Fuzzaway advert. I don't know if it's going to... like. See if you can hear this. Don't throw away your favourite clothes because they look worn. Wait. Save them with the Remington Fuzzaway shaver. It safely removes pills, fuzz from garments, upholstery, and drapes. Available in regular and professional size for large jobs. The Remington Fuzz Away. Oh, well, that from 1988 is yeah. identical to what I was about to say is one of the most revolutionary things I've ever seen. A brand new 
<laughs> Genuinely. You actually, this yeah. was your new thing that you thought was yeah. going to change the world. Amazing. Really did. It's called Wired Lux, and it couldn't look more like that Remington Fuzzaway. And it, it and it does exactly the same thing. I've got to say, it's brilliant. It does it incredibly well. I suppose what might be different is that this is USB charging, whereas I suspect in those days you didn't have USB. I don't know, maybe you did. Probably did, knowing my luck. It's just... I, I'm pretty sure we didn't. I'm pretty sure we didn't. Oh, here we go. Amazing. Electric lint remover. What Wired yeah. Lux. Yeah. You spent £25 on that. Well, I didn't spend £25 on that. The the household. Oh, so I just ruined. I, I just ru- ruined the present. No, I, well, it, it it I I don't know. Um, Barry Barry bought it, and I've got to say, well done to her because it's what it's what one of the most. What are you using it for? So all the clothes that. So I've got an old woolen coat which I've had for over ten years, which is just it looked like an absolute sack of spuds. It was so bobbly, and you just run this thing over it once you put it on the highest setting and you just go much like people did you know in what it's doing it's just shaving your clothes right yeah i you know. know that's what this is it's yeah, a razor i know I know, I know i know i know but it but it's but it but it works and i had another jumper a nice jumper that was so bobbly that i looked again like an absolute sack of spuds but um you run this thing over and it looks pristine good as new okay can you give me a hutch score out of I don't know, whatever you want. You could do a colour scale. You could do a score and a number, whatever you want. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a score and a number. I'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? Yeah. For the record, even Amazon's only given it uh four and a half, which I believe equates to nine out of ten. Yeah, well, they're wrong. I'm right. It's 10 out of 10. Uh, the only thing is I might have to knock half a point off because it turns out that it has been around for um 35 years. Literally. Yeah, fucking ages. I'm going to read you because this is what you obviously at the only point of, of the reviews on Amazon is to look at the shittest ones. Um, I'm yeah. going to read you the worst three reviews because they're always the best. Yeah. Um, way too powerful. Ripped a hole in my jumper. Have initiated a refund, but we'll have to bin the jumper. I like that. It's like, uh, yeah, I can't send the jumper back. Uh, great at doing the job. Got some jumpers back in good shape. Then. It came at recharging it, and it wouldn't. Tried emailing customer support listed in the instructions. This email couldn't be delivered. I had no choice but to return to Amazon. So good tool, but maybe not by this model. That doesn't feel like a one-star review. No, it doesn't. That's like, They had a faulty one. Yeah, they had a one that was broken. And the last yeah. one says, it didn't work removing fluff. I don't get it, which is great. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't get it. It left me cold. All right. So look, two out of the three reviews there were from very, very stupid people. But the point about I, I, it is... Do you want me to name them? Because they no. are nameable. No. I, I feel like you would enjoy me naming them. No, no. I would have palpitations if you named them. But... To, to be fair, Hutch, people can look up that because I'm looking on Amazon and they can find those three people and then well, they'll come after well, you. Well, hopefully... Come what they'll do is if they look them up, they will first of all find Jono. And Jono said, so far, so good. Gave it a five out of five. Lint. Interestingly called lint for a lint remover. That can't be right. Yeah, that's not real. <laughs> this product works really well. I'm happy that my top looks new again. We'll recommend it to family and friends. And lint gave it five out of five. Other people have given it. June Jones <laughs> gave it five out of five. The best lint. Hang on, hang on. Ever hang on, bought. hang on. 
I'm looking at the top critical review. Now, this is only a three-star review, which is remarkable when you hear the content. This feels like yeah. a one-star. It says, I had taken it apart to view how the blades were removed. doesn't say why. Just someone's intrigued. It didn't work well and took quite a long time before it started to work normally again. Bear in mind this person <laughs> took it apart. The holes looked a bit small and it takes ages to remove bobbles. It looks very high tech. I mean, it's a little mover. <laughs> and, cha- and changes, presumably charges, with a USB-C port, which is good. The motor is not like an electric shaver and more like a cheap hand fan. Absolutely no guts to it at all. <laughs> Takes hours to do a jumper. Took 20 minutes to do a beanie hat. Did this person really spend 20 minutes to <laughs> shave their beanie? Yeah, but they they spent those 20 minutes after they'd taken it apart and put it back together again in a but faulty way. Fortune favours the bold. This, this dude just took it apart like that's amazing that sort of pioneering spirit they were like i've got this thing i'm not even going to use it i'm going to take it apart first yeah and i'm going to put it back together forget to to put the blades back in i think the next time you the next electrical thing you buy i'll do a deal with you whatever it is whether it's a telly a laptop like let's do it let's actually do it the next electrical thing either of us buy both of us buy let's do the both both is better yeah you have to at least take the back off it open it up <laughs> imagine if it's a tv what if it's a car i can't do that deal because i am so incompetent i wouldn't be able to take the back off things but going back to the 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 um fuzz remover thing the the, lift yeah, the remington remover, fuzz just, away yeah i'm just very I, i'm i'm really genuinely gutted that that has been around for 35 years and i had no i couldn't idea. be more pleased that that's that's something that you thought that was actually like a game changer of an item and it's been around for like it was a famous, it was like one of those adverts that was like always on the fucking telly. Anyway, What's incredible well, about it is looking at what you showed me, it couldn't look more. You know how most things, if you look at a computer from 30 years ago, yeah, it will look entirely different. To, but but that yeah. looks identical to what I was talking about as the most <laughs> revolutionary product of the yep. last hundred hasn't years. Cha- hasn't changed. Hasn't changed. Yeah. Yeah, nice. well, there we go. Right, look, uh, should we draw this ramble shit to a close? What we haven't yep. done is gone through like anything on the list. L- literally anything. Oh, no, we did. We did the fuzz remover review. Yeah. Is that the only thing? Well, <gasps> we didn't talk about you saving the man on the escalator. We'll have to do that next time. Yeah, I look forward to doing that next time. I mean, it, it's not the longest story ever, but I, I um, it definitely is you well saved worth a man. saving. You it. saved yeah. a man's life. I did. Okay, I might yeah. leave this little like teaser in. That you saved a man's life. Yeah. I think that's... I mean, if that doesn't get people to subscribe, if that doesn't get us up to 11 subscribers, I don't know what will. I mean, I have to be honest, I can't say with certainty that if I hadn't acted in the way I did... No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Don't say I'm editing this out. He would definitely have died. Like, it's a 100% chance of death. If for no other reason, I would have hunted him down and killed him because if we, if we need the story. We, we need the story. So that's one um, for next right. time. Yes, yes, yes. I'm definitely going to leave that as a teaser. So um, please email in uh, to shoutingintothevoidpod at gmail.com. I remembered the name. You should have to Excellent. look that up. Uh, with your quandaries, moral quandaries, moral or other, could be sexual, as, as discussed, the sexual quandary. Much would like that. 
with names. <laughs> you can remain anonymous, let's say that. Promise not to use your actual names. And I, I think that's it. That's a wrap. Yeah. Uh, it's, been, yeah. it's been a joy, Hutch, as always. It's been an abs- absolute pleasure. Thank you ever so much. Excellent. I'm sure this won't have recorded, so this will be a waste of our time. <laughs> and mu- I'll see you. As much as it will, if it, if it has recorded, it'll be a waste of time anyone listening. And I'll see you at some random indiscriminate point in the next few weeks or months. The perfectly regular cadence. Yeah. <laughs> that we have achieved. <laughs> All right. Nice one. Cheers.